Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but you can call me Rachel. This is the podcast to learn about really feeling our emotions, mastering the mind, being aware of our energy, and tuning into our own body's intuition for the purpose of living in bliss, freedom, peace, and what I call our godly potential. I'm thrilled that this episode is brought to you by the Rev with Rachel affiliate, Source Code Meditation, something that's been very transformational and liberating for my own life. It's an online education and meditation practice for awakening and actually energizing your higher brain and expressing your most radiant, authentic self. Go to the show notes for the link to sign up for a free enlightening webinar with the creator, Dr. Michael Cotton. And I would love to stay connected with you. If you want updates about Rev with Rachel and living a Rev life, please go to drrachelw.com, enter your name and email address, and I will send you Rachel's nine happiness and healing essentials in my new video class, Radical Radiant Growth. I also have an app that will support you on your inner healing journey to express your truest, most radiant self. Go to rachelapp.com for the details. Today's episode is called The Liberty of Our Language with Thomas Blackwell. Thomas is an international speaker, author, and peak performance coach. His latest book, The Liberty of Our Language Revealed, We Bring About What We Talk About, inspires people to change their language in order to change their results. He has given more than a thousand talks and workshops worldwide to corporations, entrepreneurs, sales teams, athletes, religious groups, and students. His business experience runs deep as he has owned and operated a successful seven-figure insurance agency with more than 100 agents in three different locations. Above it all, Thomas's greatest blessing from God are being married to his high school sweetheart and being the father to four precious girls. Welcome to the show, Thomas. Thank you, Rachel. So excited to be here. What an honor to be on here. And just, I love what you're doing and the movement you're making. And so just thank you for what you're doing. Thanks for the opportunity. You're welcome. Thank you for your sharing yourself today. I appreciate that. And I have had the opportunity to see you speak a few times, um, you know, a couple times through eWomen and a couple times through another, another conference. But um, you're one of the most inspiring speakers I have seen. Your storytelling is awesome. But one of the things I've had the opportunity to do recently is read your book. And um, I actually have two chapters left, so <laughs> I'm saving the, the, I guess, the conclusion until after we talk today. But um, it has been, you know, one of a very growth-promoting book, and I love books that grow us and make us, like, shift our perception and inspire us into action and kind of what I call is, like, heal us. Like, being able to see and be and do things differently in the world, I feel like is a healing and so thank you for your awesome book. You know, tell me a little bit about how, you know, how did that come to be and how did you learn for yourself the power of our words? Yeah, great question. And thanks, Rachel, for reading it. And your, your feedback is, is uh, cherished. And uh, the, what's so interesting about that is uh, the, the most common feedback I get is, is I'm, I'm not a reader if they're not readers. And I know you are an avid reader, but the, mm-hmm. and I couldn't put it down or it, because it's, I wrote it the way I speak, 
uh, it's, it's not a bark book. What I call bark book is, hey, do this, be that, change this, change that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's written how I speak, so it's in story form, and so it keeps people intrigued. There. So thank you for your feedback. The way that came about um, is, I, one, I didn't know speaking was a career or a vocation, and it's sort of thrown into it because people just kept asking me to speak with uh-huh. uh, after I spoke on a stage in, in 2004, I'd had some success uh, at, in, in one of my businesses I was doing. And of course, came after much challenge, as people might say, or, or opportunities for growth. I don't call it failure. I call it opportunities for growth. Mm-hmm. And I decided to stick with it. And when I did, we had um, some significant success, I guess you could say, in our own right. And um, with that, I was, I was put on a stage in front of 10,000 people and they said, tell your story in seven minutes. <laughs> so, I, so, I, so I did my best and that was in 2004. And because of that, um, it's never stopped. I mean, people kept asking me to come, hey, tell your story to us, come train us, tell us how you did that, tell us what you did. And two, three, four times a month, I found myself on a stage mm-hmm. somewhere throughout the United States or Canada. And I mean, sometimes it became real when, when someone sent out a private jet to pick me up and I thought, wow, this is kind of interesting. And then finally enough people said, Thomas, this is what you should do. This, you should just go speak. You should go inspire. You should go train. So really not knowing that that was a vocation, uh, it chose me. And so with that, uh, you know, I separated, I, I sold my other businesses and said, okay, I'm just going to go do this. But the main thing is I got to write a book, right? People said, oh, you got to write a book. This is, this is what you're going to do. And so over 10 years ago, I started writing this book and I got going. I had the story. I had the idea. But then for some interesting reason, I felt the higher power, God saying, hold on on that. You know, stop, stop writing, set it aside. And I struggled. I, some might say, argued with that. (laughs) um, But then nonetheless, I'm grateful I listened because I set it aside really, Rachel, not even consciously knowing if I was ever going to write it. And maybe Mm -hmm. that just wasn't just listening and obeying to, uh, you know, that higher power. And so, so I set it aside. Then, then seven or eight years later, I get this impression, pick it up again. It's time. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And it's amazing how things came together. And as I began to write, I would literally sit down before a chapter, having an idea where I wanted to go, but not a clear picture. And so I would just pray. And, mm-hmm. and I can honestly say, you know, the Lord guided me through each chapter and how this was supposed to come about. And, and I feel as I read it again, that I, it, I'm just grateful because I can't take all the credit uh, or hardly any of the credit, really. I just feel like I was a vessel and instrument, really. But what was also interesting is the experiences that I wrote about, Rachel, were mostly the experiences that I had in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. And right. so had, had I not had those experiences, uh, I wouldn't have been able to write about them. So it's just, it was a whole lesson to me of trust and, and giving yourself to what's bigger than yourself. And, and so really I'm just so humbled and inspired with the feedback uh, that's coming back, but it's, you know, God's hand is in, is in this book big time. And I, and I say that with confidence and, and knowing that that's where the credit is due. So I'm just, just grateful. And here it is. And now it's exciting to get this movement out into the world and it's on meeting people like yourself. I just did a radio interview a couple of days ago in, in, for Ireland and Ireland popular radio. And oh, cool! it's all over the world. You know, I just went on a six country tour speaking tour and people all over the world are starting to get 
uh, a taste of this. And so it's, it's matching up with the vision because the vision is to significantly improve the language and mindset of more than a billion people dealing with a B worldwide. Mm-hmm. And so, so here you're taking part in that. So I'm grateful to you for that. So there you are. So did you have a personal experience of where that first shifted for you or where you, you learned about the power of our language and how, yeah. you know, you say we bring about what we talk about and. Yeah. So great question. And early on in my life, um, so I'm the youngest of, of three boys and they growing up, I'm, I'm grateful for that experience that I had uh, because they would often send me out as the guinea pig <laughs> uh, to do things. And they would say, Oh, you're, Hey, you're the, you're the best of us. Or you're the, you know, jump off the roof first under the pillows on the ground. Cause you're, you know, you're the strongest mm-hmm. uh, and, or, or hey, jump into that ditch and see if the water will, take us away and just all these things oh. and uh so that that was an aspect of it and so I started believing these and I I would just say hey you're right you know I can do that or and then I I honestly feel like I was blessed uh, with this experience as my, as my father passed away uh when I was age seven and that was interesting or you know ironic that might sound what happened is I would look at other families that had dads and would go out and play sports with their dad and, and I feel like I had to compensate uh, for not having that support in a sense and mm-hmm. so I in my mind I said I can do anything any boy can do with a dad or without a dad but there was a period of my life where I used it as a crutch and where I thought well it's because I don't have a dad oh it's because you have a full family oh because this that or mm-hmm. the other and I felt like I knew it was a crutch and the moment I shifted that uh, things changed, and I was going to put in extra effort despite my circumstances. I was going to win despite my circumstances. So it started very young for me. Uh, one being competitive uh, with three older brothers, wanting to compete with them, and having to have, and just knowing that I could. And um, so I noticed that when I said I could, I could. When I said I couldn't, I couldn't. And yeah. so that really played out in different sports that I did. Uh, you know, at a young age, I said I'm going to play. You know division one tennis and I ended up playing division one tennis and soccer and then coaching division one just because I said I could early on and so I just I knew there was the separation and I knew if there was anybody that was playing in sports or in any aspect if, if they were down on themselves or if they were doubting themselves and they were verbalizing it I knew I had them oh yeah because <laughs> they they were literally manifesting and I didn't understand all the intricacies of it yet but I just knew I had them because mm-hmm. something clicked in me uh, that you know, all, I do, all I gotta do is I say I can and I can I win I win mm-hmm. and, and not just in sports but in many aspects and um, in relationships you know what I mean too yeah um, that uh, you know I literally have to say girls are attracted to me uh, <laughs> I find the best the best relationships and these sorts yeah. of things and it was just this thing not realizing that that was my uh, you know I was playing we bring about what we talk about. So as, as we went into business, uh, I played that out there as well and, and things succeeded. Of course, after some opportunities for growth, um, mm-hmm. like anything, but, and so I, I, it became my mantra. And so I knew I needed to write about it when I would go out and speak to people and train people all over the world, Rachel, uh, that's what I would teach them. Look, change your language, change your life, change your language, change your results. 
Mm-hmm. And, and I started speaking on this. So it became my theme. And uh, they wanted the strategies and they wanted this. And I showed them strategies. But ultimately, if they didn't change their language, I knew they weren't going to achieve what they were wanting. Mm-hmm. And right. if they did, then they would. And that's, you know, created my, my company, Say, Do, Achieve. Uh, oh, cool. So anyway, that's, that's how the book came about. And so it's been this lifelong learning and realization now put into a book where people yeah. can, can put it in their, their own lives. I love how you say that. And, and we can have those experience of these ahas that shift us where we're like, you know, I don't want to always feel this way or be saying that story about my life. You know, I'm going to change it. And, and that's, a, you know, it's a choice and a practice. I think you would probably agree with that. <laughs> 100%. So one of the things you write about in your book is, you know, because I think this can feel a little abstract for people, but with muscle testing, um, it can be kind of scientifically proven and shown that that our words are powerful can you kind of talk about muscle testing and what that is and and what we can glean from that yeah beautiful so absolutely use muscle test so muscle testing um, we all carry energy and truth and vibration uh, inside of us and so I could ask my body you know when I'm, I'm applying pressure and there's many different ways to do that but uh, if I'm strong it's a yes if I'm weak it's a no so I could literally say, my, you know, by somebody pressing on my arm down, my name is Thomas, and it will be strong. And I can say, my name is um, Rachel, and it'll go weak because my name's not Rachel. And my body, my being, everything around me knows that's not true. So it's really uh, a uh, sort of a lie detector, if you will. Yeah. Um, you know, it really, it's, it's a truth detector. Let's put it that way, better words. Um, and so... I, I've used that in the book because I, I want people to understand that, that this just isn't hokey pokey. This isn't, um, it's, it's so real. Yes, we bring about, we talk about, but physically I can prove that too. And I, there's a whole chapter as you've read, you know, mm-hmm. the physical power of our words. And so I could be with people and uh, they can, I could be holding up their arm and they could be say, you know, I can do it and I won't be able to budge their arm. Then they can say, I can't do it. And I can take two fingers or less and drop their finger down, excuse me, drop their entire arm down and they won't be able to be able to sustain it. I've taken the strongest people in the audience. Um, you know, I was just speaking at a university, uh, in there in, in, uh, Southwest part of the country. And I had, I was fortunate. I I had a lot of the football team in this, Mm -hmm. speaking to the student body. I called out a big, strong football player up there, there, you know, potty and, and confident and that sort of thing. And I just said, Hey, you know, so I did it. And I mean, I could have done a pull up on this guy's arm. Yeah. And, uh, he had a line. I said, you know, say I can do it. And I just couldn't budge him. I just, just so you know, as you can see the power of our words, it doesn't matter how strong you are. The moment you say you can't, everything obeys that. And he said, I can't. And behind him, the audience, he couldn't see, but the audience, I was showing them, I was only going to use two fingers. So I couldn't budge him with my whole hand mm-hmm. put him down when he said, I, I can do it. I just showed the audience two fingers and he didn't see that. And mm-hmm. so he said, I can't do it. And oh, I bopped him down real easily. <laughs> and he was surprised, borderline embarrassed. And he said, do it again, do it again. And so I, I dropped him down again. I can't. And he just said, I'm a believer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what he said. Uh, but it was interesting. We, we went on further and we used other words, Rachel, because there's, there's other words that are positive and negative. I also associate them, call them heavenly or devilish words. Mm-hmm. So I just said, say, I love you. You know, 
I love you. And I took my whole hand and I could not budge his arm. He was mm. so strong. And then I said, say, I hate you. And he said, I hate you with venom. And I took two fingers and dropped them very quickly. And so it's, it's not just can or can't. It's anything that has heavenly or positive uh, vibration association coming from that direction that will sustain us. And then if you use devilish or negative words, they will never sustain you. And so mm-hmm. it's just, it's a powerful moment to do that. And um, it's, it's, it's fun to do with audiences as well. So it's not only that, it's, um, you know, you could take, I, then I took some words, uh, just negative words, and I wrote them down on a piece of paper. Uh, and positive words, just wrote them down on a piece of paper and didn't have him say anything. Mm-hmm. And so we took the positive words. I just had him hold the positive words against his heart. I said, you don't even have to think about them. This is just about words in our environment. And I took my whole hand and I could not budge him just because the words of isn't in, in his environment. Again, he wasn't even speaking. This are just words against his heart. Then we took negative words. He put them against his heart. And I said, again, you don't have to think about them, but just what's in our environment. And I dropped him down with two fingers. And so it was, in fact, I didn't have the same guy. I had him go pick another one of his strong football buddies uh, mm-hmm. to spread, spread the love, if you will. So, <laughs> yeah. And uh, it, was, it was just amazing. And so what I tell people is, um, you know, show me your friends and I'll show you your future, a wise grandmother once said. And it's not just the people you hang around, but the things you hang around, the words you hang around. What do you hang out with when you're looking on your phone? What do you hang out in the, the shows you watch? And that has a play in, into mm-hmm. our environment. And so what happens, if I explain a little further, is we are the captains and our body is the crew. We are the mm-hmm. captains and our body is the crew and our environment is the crew. And so the crew only knows to obey what the captain says. Mm-hmm. So if the captain says sail towards the promised land the crew only knows to go to work to sail towards the promised land if the captain says sink this ship the crew only knows to go and sink the ship there is no filter rachel so they Mm -hmm. the captain can't say hey sail towards the promised land and the crew secretly says no we're going to sink the ship it it doesn't happen that way and so i wonder how many people wake up in the morning and sink their own ships with what they say oh yeah Uh, it's, it's Monday again, you know what I mean? Oh, I can't wait till Friday. Or, oh, it's, you know, oh, it's cloudy outside. Want another one of those days or this or that. So they're just, the, their environment, their crew only knows to go to work to accomplish that. And so that's one of the most important facets of it is only say the things you actually want to happen. Command the crew to, to sail towards your promised land every day, whatever your destination is. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I love that. This is really I mean, powerful things we're talking about, you know, for me, you know, it changed my life because I could find myself getting really negative or ruminating about things from the past and starting to tell myself something different was really important. And, you know, I teach about this too. I write it about it in my book and um, I have something in my app called Recreators where we're, you know, changing our stories, telling ourselves different things. But I just found myself as I was reading your book being even more inspired where I would say a lot of affirmations and positive things in my head. But then since I started reading your book, I've been saying them out loud. And I, I guess I don't know if you actually said to do that in your book, but I was like, I'm going to start saying this out loud more. And I even kind of was you know, I guess playing with my son with it, with what we were talking about. And um, I was like, oh, you should read this book. And he's 10 and I know he will. So 
but um, I, so I'm grateful for that, that your, your book I know is going to change our family too. Oh, well, thank you for that. And, I, and you're right in, in um, the chapter 11, the language of those who win, I do talk about affirmations and I do say to say them out loud verbally. So there's, there's power. So you're doing it great. Way, way to go. And uh, <laughs> what's happening is when we say it, you're commanding it. Um, mm. You know, it's like the captain having a thought. I think I'm going to tell the crew this. I think maybe I should tell them that. But then when you verbalize it, it's done. It's a command. Mm-hmm. And so it's out there. And just something to understand is that our thoughts are just silent words. Right? Mm-hmm. Our thoughts are just silent words. So either way, words are being spoken. But then when we, you know, words are being spoken in our mind. So those are our thoughts. But then once they come out our lips, the command happens. So literally we bring about what we talk about, change your language, change your life, change your environment. So when you, and we speak things all the time and oftentimes unconsciously we're speaking things that we don't want to happen. Mm-hmm. You know? right. uh, so why not just speak things that you do want to happen? One, one word that I changed once I started realizing this is, an excited word people say after they see something fantastic, they'll say, unbelievable. Mm. And, and what you just told everything about you is that is that is not believable. It's too good. It's too great. It's too fantastic. So I change that to believable. When I see something, incredible, I say totally believable. Yeah. Oh, I oh. love that. Yeah. So because with unbelievable, then of course, see the, the brain is a goal achieving machine. And so the brain then goes to work to accomplish Oh, he said, they said unbelievable. So I guess we're gonna have to go prove that mm-hmm. now that it's unbelievable. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's just a small facet of changing your language. I love that. So now talk a little bit about, you know, our, the effect of our words on others or how we're pursuing others or um, like I know in your book you talked about, and I think we can show this of muscle testing, the things we say negative, whether it's about others or ourselves, weakens, like that would make our arm, arm drop. That would be like not true and weaken us instead of really, can you yeah. speak to that? Yeah. So just, just like I mentioned uh, with, with the gentleman, the football player, uh, it was him that became weak when I said, I hate you. Mm, uh, right. It was, you know, and oftentimes we say an expression like that to weaken others or to get the vet, the vent out on someone, but yet we're the ones weakened. Well, we can get more, let's get more technical and scientific on it here. Um, the, the actual, you know, uh, inside of us um, is we're, we're made up of mostly water. You know, there's many studies that can show that a baby is 78% water, full grown man, about 63, 65% water based on different studies in a woman, you know, 53, 55% water. Um, but water obeys too. Water obeys the water. Uh, excuse me, water obeys our words. And um, Dr. Emoto uh, from Japan, Masaru Emoto, did a study on that where he said different words to water, froze it, crystallized into different things. So when he said, you know, you disgust me, the water froze into a disgusting image. When it said beautiful, froze into a beautiful image. And I talk about that also in there. Well, um, I was, you know, in the physical power of our words, but I was doing, uh, I was speaking at a, a governor's office in Arizona, in fact, and I, the, the 300 um, student body presidents, student body vice presidents throughout the state were there for a leadership conference, Rachel. Mm. And 
um, basically I, I did that example of, you know, say I can, say I can't. I had a person up there and showing. And afterwards, um, a girl came up to me from a, a, she was the student body president of her high school. And she was just in tears. I mean, just uncontrollably crying. And I said, hey, you know, what's going on? Young lady, are you okay? And she said, I feel like I've made my younger sister ugly. And I said, oh, why? And I felt the confession coming on. And mm-hmm. she, she said, well, I've just, I've told her she's not good enough. I told her she's not worth it. I said, she's ugly when she puts on certain things. And really, I realized it was my own insecurity trying to, you know, bring her down more so I could feel more secure. And it's just this whole thing. And, but, but the thing is, because her younger sister respected her, when she would say she was ugly, her sister believed it. And that's mm-hmm. the point of doom, essentially. A bit, not that it can't be reversed, but essentially because her younger sister believed her, she feel like she's gotten, you know, more depressed and more uh, not worth it and these sorts of things. And so I said, you know, I put my hand on her shoulder and I said, you know what? I'm, I'm grateful that you had this realization. And what's beautiful about this is you can change it at any time. You know, water mm-hmm. flushes through us daily and you can change it. You can now go and start telling her she's beautiful and she's worth it. And you're sorry. Uh, there's a whole chapter on the language, liberating, liberating language of forgiveness in my book. Mm-hmm. And, and that can all change. Oh, it's like the sunshine just came on her face and, um, you know, the, the dark cloud went away. She was so oh, grateful. Nice. And that can change and it can happen for anybody. But then, so, so this whole phrase of, you know, six and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me. Um, that the answer to that is depends. Mm. Um, the person firing off, you know, the negative cannons from their lips, it hurts the shooter. It hurts the person firing those off because the body then resonates and believes those words that those can actually do something to hurt someone. And so you become the weak person, but then, who you're firing them at, they can have two, two choices. One is to repel them and say, that's not true. You know, if someone says, Thomas, you're not good enough. I know that's not true. I'd say, oh, yeah, best wishes to you. You know, I know that's not mm-hmm. true. And it bounces off of me and has no effect. But if I believe it, that's wherein it comes in and does the damage. Right. And so I, I think of parenting. I think of coaches. I think of school teachers that, that say to students, you know, great, you know, uh, that's the wrong answer. You know, never raise your hand again, essentially what they're saying. And, and these, all these things that are detrimental in our public society where kids will believe people of respect, uh, that, that they respect and they're, they're causing damage to their own, um, success and future and well-being and that sort of thing. So just to be conscious, one, of what you're saying, but then two, knowing who you are and whose you are, more importantly, and that we're all divine beings, and that we can, uh, we can be anything we want to be. You know, if mm-hmm. we knew the origin of where we came from, we would never have a bad day ever in our lives. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, I love that. You're speaking to so many important concepts, I feel like. And one of the things I like about how you speak and um, when you talk about kind of your intuition and how you're receiving messages, and I like how you said, I got an impression I just like how you describe that because that's I hadn't heard it said in that way before. But that you know, I think it's important for people to know in in trust and faith that we can be guided to what's best for us. I mean, and we can use muscle testing if we want to test what would be like the the next best choice for us or something like that. Um, 
you know, speak a little bit to how you live a guided life. Yeah, great question. Thanks for noticing that. Um, so the whole book was an impression, you know, mm, yeah. when I, when I say impression, let me be very clear. It's, it's, uh, God, um, giving me an impression, a thought, um, an inspiration It um, in the way I feel it, uh, I call it through his, his Holy spirit. And so I feel it in, in me an inspiration. And then it feels good because those are fruits of that, you know, peace, comfort, love. Uh, I know it's coming from the godly source, whereas if it's worry, doubt, fear, panic, anxiety, that's coming from the opposite source, the adversarial source. And so I know those are wrong. And so when you get that discernment, when something's good, you're going to feel good all around. When it's not good, uh, you're going to feel worry, doubt, fear, and that. So it's an easy discernment to do that. Mm-hmm. And that throughout my book, um, I've that's how it was written. If some, there were some points where I would read, you know, write down a lot, and then all of a sudden it'd feel, I'd feel worried, doubt, and I'd say, okay, I just know to cut that out and start again. Um, when I speak, Rachel, um, I talk about this in the book too, that I, uh, it's the same way uh, I showed up to each chapter, is a lot of prayers going on. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of prayer of not for me. Yes, for me to be, my prayer for me is to be a vessel, uh, an instrument, and then, but for them is what, what would you say to these people? Uh, God, you know, what, and can I be an instrument for you in this little period of time? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think when, when you heard me speak at a, on a stage in Dallas, um, that's, that was an interesting talk because that's what I was felt like I needed to say to that group and maybe had nothing to do with business or what the conference might have been designed for. But, um, that was that. So I, I'm a, I'm a, follower of that always 100% I'm going to say what what is supposed to be said and then I live by this rule is what is felt versus what is heard mm-hmm. and so what do people feel so they and when they feel something they're going to make changes it's called the inspirational law uh, then they feel in spirit inspired and they're going to make changes and as you get to the end you'll see where the the book goes but essentially there's three levels of of, of speaking and it's, mm-hmm. you know, instructional, motivational, inspirational, the three levels of effective speaking and teaching. And that's, um, you know, a very important topic as well, but to, to be in spirit. So the, I want, when I write, I want to be in spirit and have those impressions as well. Um, and, and I'm grateful that I obey them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't move forward until I feel them, if you will. Mm-hmm. I think that's important because we can really kind of force and like I would I say it overdue in our lives when, you know, it is important to pause and really feel like is it even with I do it with emails. Is it best to send it right now or wait, you know, and yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sounds so, you know, oh, why wouldn't you just do it? But I think just trusting that it's um, takes some of the pressure, I think, in that forcing of life off of us. Yeah. It, yeah. it doesn't have to be a guessing game. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be a guessing game uh, when we include uh, God and, and whatever your higher power is. And, and uh, you know, I, it just doesn't have to be a guessing game. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm, I can easily say no when I know it's no with no regrets or no explanation. Yeah. And I don't even have to know the reason. Just recently I was presented with a, uh, a big opportunity and it was an investment and this and that. And, and I just, 
I knew it was not right and I don't have to mess with it. I didn't have to know why. Right. Um, but that's just, just was what it was. And uh, so I, I, if we live our lives that way and the closer we become, you know, connected to our source and God and then the easier and more guided things can be. And uh, it's just, it's such a comfort really mm-hmm. uh, to know and knowledge and, and um, the, you know, just, just like this show that you're on now, I, I don't have all these notes. I don't have all these things. I just know where it's going to go, where it's supposed to go. And that's, yeah. and I live that way. Oh, I love that. I know it was really transformative for me because I used to live in such self doubt and I didn't do well with uncertainty and, to be able to come from that place kind of, you know, of surrender, I, I say a statement, may God's will be done, not my own. And to me, that's kind of what you're speaking to, like letting it be a vessel and trusting and trusting that yes and trusting the no when it's a no. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Do you yep. have any final comment or um, thoughts you want to share with the listeners before we wrap up? Yeah. Thanks for that uh, opportunity. You know, People, we can change very easily. Um, we, become, we can become a positive captain in our life very easily. If, if at all we were on uh, the negative side, um, we can manifest. Well, let me say it this way. We will manifest anything we say, whether good or bad. So why not choose the good? Why not take a conscious uh, evaluation of where we're at and just being totally aware of what comes out of our mouth and my challenge would be is only say the things that you actually want to happen. And the most beautiful thing about life is we can change our attitude and we can change um, our words immediately. We can change at any moment and thus, you know, change your language, change your life, change your world. As people read the book, they'll, they'll, it'll take them through that journey. And uh, it, it, it's been such an eye-opening experience to see people change their life through through the book and not you know necessarily what I wrote but them applying what I wrote Mm -hmm. and and changing those things so really be conscious and only say the things you actually want to happen and and just know that things are always working out for you things are always working out for you and uh, everything always works out far good and and these sorts of things. These are, these are the things I say to myself. My life is better than expected. My expectations are pretty high, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the right people are always showing up. And just have courage and say it. Have mm-hmm. courage to do it. And uh, just look at where you're at now and see, and see where you're at. And why not? You know, mm-hmm. might, as well, yeah. <laughs> might as well change, change everything. And, and it's more than why not. Uh, you have many reasons why to change your language so things can get better. And, and mm-hmm. the sunshine is coming on your life and, and bless it and, and that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. I like one of the things you say in your book is many people think themselves right out of what they really want instead of getting started and plunging forward. Yeah. Always do more doing than thinking. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, this has been wonderful, Thomas. I appreciate it. If any of our listeners would like to connect with you and to learn more about your teaching or hire you as a speaker, how would you like for them to do that? Yeah, I'd be humbled and delighted. Uh, one, we, we've talked about the book and, and I would love to sign a personal copy. You know, it's, it's December and I just had a dentist office in New York by 30 of them for their whole team. And 
So it's, it's been phenomenal that way. But if you would like to buy, um, really invest in a copy, you can go to my website, uh, thomasblackwellspeak.com. Again, thomasblackwellspeak.com. If you just Google Thomas Blackwell, it'll be the first website up there, like typically. And, um, there's that. So my book, but then don't just get one, get, get a book for your sphere of influence, uh, mm-hmm. for everyone around that you want them to change their language. And then too, would love to offer every week, uh, Monday morning, I send out a free weekly inspirational language tip. So every Monday morning, you're getting that practice and that reminder of, of different aspects of your life and how to change your language, change your life. So if you go onto my website, thomasblackwellspeak.com, it'll, it'll, you'll see a little thing there. It says sign up for week. Uh, free weekly inspirational language tips. You just put in your name and every Monday morning you got an email from me. Uh, so I would love to stay in touch that way. You can also uh, book me to speak on there. Just says request Thomas. And right now it's been wonderful. I've been going around the world and, and speaking to organizations, teams, salespeople, athletes, students, religious groups. And uh, I love doing that. It's in line with my mission to significantly improve the language and mindset of more than a billion people worldwide through authorship and inspirational speaking. I love that, Thomas. Thank you so much. And I I really enjoy getting your weekly emails. I like, you know, they're not too long. And it's the one thing I always take the time to read because some emails come in and they're too long or they're from stores and I'm just deleting and, but I do, I do love yours. So thank you for that. They're all, they're all contributors. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, thanks for being on the show, Thomas. This was wonderful. Thank you, Rachel. It's been an honor to be here and best wishes. And I support everything you're doing. So thank you for making a great movement in the world. Thank you. Hey, Rev with Rachel listeners. If you haven't already done so, please hit the subscribe button so you get all of the latest episodes. And if you're ready to dive deeper into your freedom and radiant expression, you can get my book, Radiantly Free, Recreating Life and Health from the Radiance of You from Amazon. With that, remember to Rev recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be love. This is the EWN Podcast Network.